Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Welcome. This is your host, Urban Lee of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. More information and to support Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. We've got a very exciting guest that we're going to continue discussing and talking about the power of the Lord Jesus Christ as it relates to overcoming drug and alcohol addiction. Welcome back, Jacob. Hey, Jacob, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Irvin. Uh, blessed to be here and visit again with you. Oh, well, we're excited to hear the other part of your testimony. And I just want to, as I always do, more than anything, anchor us in prayer today. Lord God, we come before you with bowed down heads and a humble heart. Father, we ask for your will to be done today as it is in heaven. Let it be done all over earth and and through Jacob, Lord. Let him speak of your greatness and your healing power. Bless him and his family and bless all of our listeners, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jacob, you were just amazing in your testimony, and I think that it is going to help so many of our listeners. But the thing that I love about it is you talk so candidly about how you came from a wonderful background, right? Raised mother, father, brothers and sisters, family, business, because so many times when you meet people, they have this perception of what addiction and alcoholism and drugs, people who use and abuse them, what we look like, right? And it's always this negative connotation of it's the people who are, I'm going to use the term, at the bottom of the barrel. Well, I think you and I both bear testimony to the fact that it is not just those people who are touched by addiction. So that is what I love so much about your testimony, that it is it is so rich and so very diverse from what people believe addiction to be and to look like. So with that said, I'm going to yield the floor over to you to continue the second part of your testimony. Sure. And, you know, like yourself, I've also um, got a background in the beer business um, growing up in a, in a family that had a beer distributorship and still does. And um, I'm working there now and um, again, and uh, I love going to work every day. Um, you know, Mondays, Monday morning or Friday evening, I'm, it, I'm in the same mood. I, I look forward to Monday morning just as much as I look forward to the weekends. It's really indifferent to me. And um, that's just a gift from God because even growing up, I... On the weekends, I would dread Sundays just because the next day is Monday, and that meant I had to go back to school. But, um, you know, the last time, or last week when we visited Irvin, uh, it was filled with as brief as an overview as I could, detailing just how bad things were. You know, one, so, you know, the listeners could understand that um, I, I was hopeless, okay? Um, when I would wake up, I would just um, say say bad words um, and hate getting up. Um, 
I stayed up late at night because, I don't know, it was something about um, everybody else was asleep, and it was like, because I was ashamed of myself, and uh, I, I didn't know how to get out of this hole. If you would have told me, that if somebody would have told me that I wouldn't be obsessing over drugs from the moment I woke up, until I went to bed at night, which was the case every day for well over a decade, for probably 11 and a half, 12 years, I wouldn't have believed it. But I don't obsess over it anymore. And, in fact, I told you when I, last week when I was on house arrest with a drug patch on, so there's no, you know, you can't. I was a pretty good manipulator, um, and could come up with, you know, anything I needed to pass a drug test. But at this point, everything's out on the table. And um, the gentleman mentor that God put in my life, um, we started working together. And I think it was the second or third night he left my house. I remember vividly I was taking out the trash. And I thought, man, this isn't such a pain in my rear to do right now, this activity. And um, I, I started, you know, getting emotional because when I, when I was walking back up from the street to the garage, I realized, you know, I don't think I've been obsessing, you know, over these drugs um, about, you know, putting drugs in my body the last few minutes, um, which, you know, for the last 10 at least 10 years, every second was spent scheming, worrying, how am I going to have enough, you know, of this potion um, to get, you know, through the week to carry out these activities, to be able to show up to this event with a smile on my face. Um, that takes a lot of meticulous organizing and it, when you're doing opiates like I am, that's a lot of money, Irvin. So when I tell you that I wasn't obsessing over drugs, which, by the way, makes you do, it makes you compromise yourself in tons of ways and do things that you would never thought. You know, I'll tell you this. Um, it, you know, during that 10 years, I, I went to a lot of nice, nice homes with my parents to, you know, Christmas events, all sorts of stuff. And if I went in there, and you know, it's like you better lock up them uh, medicine cabinets because I, I just know my sense was I knew where they are. Uh, and I did a lot of things um, that I'm not proud of, but um, I, I share them today because um, I know there's people out there doing the same type of stuff and doing stuff way worse than that. And um, I've been there, and, um, I mean, there, there's freedom in the shed blood of Jesus. And uh, when we're ready to meet him halfway and quit doing things our way, that's when he shows up. So when I got up from, <laughs> from the street or been taking out the trash, I got down on my knees when I went through the door, and uh, I just raised my hands up, and I said, thank you, thank you, thank you, because I could feel it. I, I wasn't obsessing 
overdoing the drugs. And how did that happen? Well, I mean, we had done, I think it's different for everybody. Everybody's situation is different, but um, I could just, I think God put, you know, all things work for good for those who love God and are called according to purpose. You know, I wasn't living for him during all this, but his word also says that, you know, our everything is predestined um, and that he, he has chosen us and, you know, Isaiah 43, um, where, you know, I kind of took that later on um, when God's talking to Jacob and he says, Fear not, for um, I am with you. Um, I am with you when you go through the waters, which I took as when I came into this realm in my mother's womb. And then I am with you when you go through the fires. And I believe those are still um, the times to come that are, that are ahead of us in this fallen realm because, as you know, things don't always um, go perfect. Um, so I'm doing a lot of uh, rambling there, going back to thanking God um, on my knees and really just tearing up because um, I just, I was in shock that I just, what I, there was just freedom. Mm-hmm. Just freedom. And all we did was um, look at some things in my life and got to work on cleaning them up. And that's when I, you know, found a, a, a ton of selfishness at the root. And, you know, this was over, this was seven and a half years ago now. So, you know, I'm still growing as a person. And um, uh, there was a lot of things to clean up from that time to where I'm at now, I would still have to go through the drug court process, which I'll tell you, um, (laughs) that'll speed up the process of uh, any enabling going on uh, real quick. A big thing for me in my story is, look, I had parents that that loved me and um, that had the financial resources to... Uh, get me out of a lot of my trouble. You know, everybody isn't born into a, a, a family like that where you, you can get out of, you know, all the, a lot of trouble just by through financial means. It is what it is. And, you know, that enabling, if we're being honest, it actually um, extended this process. Like I said, God always had a, a supernatural hedge or protection over me. Uh, throughout this entire deal because I shouldn't be here in addition to um, my heart stopping on that overdose, um, that car wreck, falling asleep, going 70 miles per hour on the interstate and busting my head and then the angel picking me up and dropping me off on that couch. The blood stopped from the car um, to the couch because God's messengers, which by definition are angels, um, his messengers, um, you know, they go through um, different dimensions that defy the physics and the laws of gravity that we that we ha- that we that we're aware of. So that's why that blood stopped from that truck um, driver's side door and the the seat. I was in a single bed Dodge truck, and the seat uh, right next to me where I laid over after hitting my head was just blood and 
you know, uh, you could see my, when I was able to get to the mirror that day, I could see the skull of my head. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had plastic surgery uh, after that, shortly after that uh, wreck. I think they immediately took me in when they um, came and got me when I was able to get to a phone. But all that to say, um, you know, I kept messing up. I kept getting grace, um, and today, what I do today is feed my father's sheep. That you know, before Jesus got in the flesh, um, the last thing he said before he ascended um, into heaven, this is after he was crucified, is he was on the, the shore with Peter, and he asked Peter three times, "Do you love me?" And Peter said, "Yes, I do." Every time. And he said, feed my sheep each time. So, you know, today I've got a routine that I do. You know, I'll cover myself in the full armor of God because, you know, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood in this fallen realm. We're wrestling against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Flesh and blood doesn't have a dang thing to do with it. Um, so I put on the full armor of God, and I and I ask the Father to be involved in all the details in my life for the next 24 hours, and I thank Him in advance for the divine appointments laid out before me each day, and let Him know I'm here to be your hands and your feet and to feed your sheep. And, you know, I don't think the churches discuss this enough because, you know, Satan, Lucifer, he knows God's Word better than we do. I mean, he was there when God spoke a lot of things into existence. And, um, you know, I won't walk out of the house without, uh, you know, covering my vehicle and the shed blood of Jesus, without um, covering my full body, those I love, and the shed blood of Jesus. And then I put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and while I'm doing this, I just physically touch that part of my body. I put on the belt of truth, the shoes with the gospel of peace to direct my path in peace. And then I grab my left hand up, and I grab the shield of faith with my left hand to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And then finally, I'll grab the sword of the Spirit in my other hand, um, which is the Word of God. And... Um, I'll also make some positive confessions um, because, I'll be honest with you, um, after all the drugs that I've done, I've done a lot of damage to my brain, my serotonin receptors, and um, all the things that have to do with the earth suit that we were given in this realm. And, you know, one of the principles that God laid into foundation is sowing and reaping. That is what it is. Um, now, I'll tell you what, when, I'll ask him to abort any bad seeds that I planted when I, you know, ask him to forgive me, but um, I've found that most of the time we have to deal with it. So I deal with, you know, my mental health today as best I can with um, educating myself about nutrition and um giving my body the things um, 
that it needs to to get back, you know, mentally. Because, um, like I said, that's that's been a struggle with me today. Um, I can get if I'm not making those positive confessions, I can fall into the things of this world real quickly, and um, so you know, it's every morning, every night, and then. You know, if I've got a big appointment that day or something like that, I will thank the Father that he is my helper. I I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So it's um, a positive mindset that I deal with today. I also, you know, I I have people in my life that I'm accountable to. That's where I'm at today. Jacob, as we wrap up, are there any key takeaways, points, life lessons that you would like to share with our listeners? Absolutely, because I'll tell you, you know, I ask God to be involved in all the details in my life each day, and, you know, he brings divine appointments daily. And one of the things um, that always pops up is in addition to people that are struggling, whether it's through alcohol drugs, it doesn't even matter what kind in particular because, um, you know, it's just what's your favorite potion to to be okay that day. And then, you know, that lets Satan and all of his armies go in there and, and have their way with you is that your child is not going to stop until they've hit a rock bottom. Uh, I, one thing I see today, Irvin, is tons of uh, college kids are given, you know, a lot of resources from their parents, and they use that money on drugs. That's that's what I did. And the enabling is just, today, it's it's really prevalent among the people that I'm, I'm dealing with. And, it, you know, I can work with them, but, but I know it's not going to help because they haven't had enough yet. We can talk, whatever. You know, I've just been around long enough. I can I can see through it. And, you know, uh, one of the hardest things, and, again, we're talking because I'm seeing it with college kids. That's where I'm seeing it. And that's where it, that's where it first uh, manifested, you know, out of control, started to spiral out of control for me, although it, <laughs> for me it did, you know, even into my uh, later 20s. So I can work with those kids all, all we want, but at the end of the day, um, they're going to continue using drugs is, until there's any consequences. And um, that's the way it was for me, and uh, I've never seen a case differently than that. Everybody has a rock bottom. I thank God that um, mine wasn't, you know, I didn't die first. So it's one of those things where you have to put it in God's hands as the parent, um, trust him, and and pray for you know pray for your child. Speak all those the truths over him because. Um, but the best thing to do, and is also the hardest thing, and at some point you have to get out of the way. Um, I've seen situations where um, students are living with their parents, and um, you know at some point it's got to get down to this if they're going to continue. To use the drugs in the house, you have to kick them out, and that can be a hard thing to do, but I've seen it work with success. That's awesome, Jacob, and 
I think that you nailed several key points there. One was the enablement, and we have to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes the best love is the tough love, making the tough decision until they're ready to surrender themselves to the fact that they need help and their lives have become unmanageable and cry out for help, help as in rehabilitation and help as in surrender to the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think the other thing that you talked about was so many times we want the, the miracle versus the process. And a lot of time healing and recovery is a process that the Lord takes us through, which requires the Bible talks about perseverance and endurance. And oftentimes people say, well, how do you persevere and how do you endure? I know no other way to tell you except go through the process. And the Lord teaches us and gives us the grace to endure and persevere. And Jacob, we want to thank you because you've given us two very inspirational shows full of insights around the power of persevering, enduring, and trusting the Lord to show up at just the exact right time to provide the healing, the encouragement, and the love, faith, and hope in Christ Jesus. Well, hey, thank you for having me, Irvin. It was a big blessing for me, and um, your point is absolutely right. I see, I've see, i seen one time where a, a kid that was struggling with drugs when I was in the same age, about 24, 25, and he went to a church, and he got touched by the pastor, and he suddenly got healed, and he didn't want to do drugs ever again, but that wasn't how it worked for me. There, there was a, a lot of work to do, and uh, the process, which you speak of, was my experience as well. So, anyhow, thank you very much for having me. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Irvin Lee, a host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can support Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. And to just close out tonight's show, I want to say, again, this is a platform. This is not about building my brand, but it's about sharing this platform 
for anyone who has suffered from alcohol and drug addiction and has recovered through the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please, if you have a story to share, a testimony that you would like to share with the world or anything that you are addicted to and the Lord has set you free, please go to our website, FromBeerToTheBible.com, so we can hear about it. This is Irvin Lee, host of From Beer to the Bible. You can get the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. And you can find information on Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. And I want to leave you with this. The love, I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus. And the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.